up everybody happy fucking monday it is uh monday march the 13th and my name is chris and you're listening to tales from the tar Heel state that little bit of music right there was fussing and fighting dj vadim and demolition man and that's off the chase the devil uh music list on spotify here that uh, my man DJ Ross J put out So you can check that out Chase the Devil's the name of that uh, Compilation he put together And it is available only here on Spotify To my knowledge And um, of course we're on Apple And everywhere else you can get your podcasts And don't forget to hit that notification bell When you find you know You find you like this show And you want to uh, know when the next episode is coming out So uh, yeah There you go so what's going on today? Hope everybody's all right. It's been a uh, eventful, um, you know, weekend for my boys in blue. They uh, out. Season's over. So they don't even want to play in the motherfucking NIT. That's below them. And um, yeah, I saw that interview with uh, Baycott. He was like, yeah. It's not really something I'm interested in. I mean, I'll do it if coach tells us to. And that pretty much, I think, sums up the uh, summed up the season. The uh, effort we put in. Um, I hate to say I said about a month or so ago on this very podcast, I predicted that uh, we may not make it to the tournament if we didn't get our shit together and start playing like a team. And um, unfortunately, I was right. And um, I don't always like to be right. 
Sometimes, in fact, it sucks being right. Be a lot easier if I was wrong sometimes, um, for sure. And I am wrong sometimes. I'm not saying I'm always right. Just saying there are times when I wish I wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds I'm moving shit around here. I'm trying to get uh, situated here, get my desk situated, and uh, get comfy. So, yeah, the season's over. Um, yeah, saw it coming. Didn't really see the kind of effort. I think the guys just really, I don't know, felt like they were kind of expecting things to be handed over to them a lot this year. And um, that's not the way it goes, man. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. And we'll see what happens next year. we we'll see who comes back, who doesn't come back. Um, yeah, so... What a anticlimactic season last year. Uh, we exceeded expectations, and this year we uh, didn't even come close to reaching them. So, something else for sure. What else is going on? What else is going on? We had a little bit of snow yesterday, which was interesting. Getting a little bit of snow here in uh, the very beginnings of well meteorologically we're already in springtime but the first day i believe uh, on the calendar is march 20th and so we are coming up on uh, the 27th which is tanya and i's anniversary our wedding anniversary and we will have been married for 14 years and uh come may we will have been together 17 years i believe is the right numbers we got together, we'll see, we got married in 09. So, yeah, that's right, 14 years this year. And who would have thunk it? Never would have thought I'd have got married, much less uh, be happily married for so many years and uh, anticipate being happily married for uh, at least that many more, I hope. Unless something happens to one of us, and uh, hopefully that's not going to happen, knock on wood. Uh, as they say in the South, the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Um, we'll, uh, We'll be around. So, yesterday we just hung out, watched movies all day. We watched uh, Chris Rock and uh, Adam Sandler movie we hadn't seen the week of. That was pretty pretty good. Definitely uh, showed a good bit of uh, how different colored people um, can hang out and totally be uh, the same exact folks, um, just living their lives and. If they're middle class is middle class, poor folks is poor folks, and you had the rich doctor that's out of touch with reality, and it was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't accept my family for a lot of their faults, so I guess that's uh, on me to figure out. But uh, you know, seen a lot. Got a lot more serious things happened in my family than uh, the characters in that movie, that's for sure. And uh, so, anyway, we watched uh, that movie and then we watched Jexy, which was uh, really some of it made me laugh my ass off. Um, I think Adam Devine, Adam Devine, I think is his name. Um, he's the uh, star in the movie. And he plays this kid that's basically been raised by a cell phone. And he gets a new phone, and the operating system is called Jexy. 
And it is pretty fucking funny. I mean, the phone ruins his life on purpose. It's like a, a funny version of her. I think that was it, right? With Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, <laughs> some of it's pretty goddamn funny. And um, Jexy, yeah, check that out if you... It's a short movie. It's just like an hour, 24 minutes. So it's, you know, short and quick and easy and it's funny and it makes a good social social commentary about the way we're all run by our phones and we see the same stuff on our phones and, you know, the algorithm is keeping us there to see that shit and keep you interested and keep you scrolling, keep you hooked on it like a drug. There's a part in there where... Uh, What's her name? Uh, Wanda Sykes is the at the store. She works at the phone store, and she's just like, "You fucking little crackhead! You little crackhead sucking on that dick! You can just sit at home by yourself. At least a crackhead goes out and sees his little crackhead buddies. You just sit at home with that dick sucking on that glass dick. <laughs> that shit's funny as hell. Oh goddamn! She was right. That she a crackhead gets his steps in. <laughs> I was like, "You goddamn right." Crackhead can't just be, you got to go out and get more crack. That's what she said. I was like, God damn, that shit is funny as hell. Oh, that, that shit had me laughing. Some of it had me laughing out loud. Fucking, it was pretty fucking good. So, um, if you're looking for something that's, uh, funny and is somewhat mindless, but you know, there's definitely a deeper story there if you want to look for it. And, um, yeah, speaking of that kind of shit, the giving over control of the mind to manipulation and shit, man. Mass psychosis, you know, and isolation, that shit helps condition the mind, man. Don't forget that shit, y'all. You're out there staring at your phone all day. Look between the lines, man. It all started with, I think, that war on terror. War on terror. It's not like a country, you know, war on an idea. That shit is bad. And uh, so evidently there's a, you know, a whole theory behind that shit. Uh, is it Juiced Mirlu? The rape of the mind, menticide, in other words. Um, the killing of the mind, I think, menticide, is the, that's the root there. Um, side, obviously, is killing, and menta is mind, I think, or something like that. Um I could be wrong about this shit. Don't don't get me. I don't know. I sound like I'm all smart and shit, but I just read stuff and try to, you know, I, mean, I just absorb a lot of shit. I read something and I read it one fucking time and I retain a certain amount of it and then I just make some notes and that's how I get all this shit up. So, you know, I don't know the fucking theory behind it all and where they got their ideas, but, um, yeah, I'm just picking out philosophers and shit. And a lot of this shit I got was from uh, about Totaler. But uh, totalitarianism. There's like a a pretty neat site on YouTube you can look at. It's, um, they do like this cool drawings and stuff, and they have um, what's it called? It's like after school or something like that. S K O O L. I think that's what it is. But anyway, they take these things like some deep shit from some thinkers, and they talk about it. And while they're doing, they just kind of animated out so that's where i learned about the uh amanita muscaria mushroom oh speaking of which the amanita muscaria mushroom um we took some uh well i took uh tanya took a little half one i took a little half one just to see what they would do if anything but evidently you can buy these uh legal hallucinogenic mushrooms now at the um uh, 
at the store, like at the uh, herbal stores and the smoke shops and stuff. Um, and they're hallucinogenic mushroom edibles. They're uh, Amanita muscaria, which I've talked about in the past on here, I believe. And if you don't know what the Amanita muscaria is, it is the uh, red and white mushroom toadstool, rather, uh, that the Smurfs live in. Their little houses are made of those, I think. And, um, oh, Mario Brothers, yeah, the fucking Super Mario Brothers. They eat them, motherfuckers. They eat that when they eat the mushroom and they grow big and all that shit. And that's the Amanita muscaria, which is, you know, the same things that, I guess that's the idea behind him being invincible during that time. Berserkers used to, you know, take large amounts of mushrooms, and I don't think, I think they were getting the Amanita muscaria. Because they tend to grow underneath uh, conifers, I guess, um, in the uh, northern hemisphere. So, uh, anyhow. Yeah, the Amanita muscaria, they're using extracts from that and making these little edibles. I watched a review. One guy, he ate the pack of three, and he was saying that he was seeing trails, and he felt really good, and, um, you know, colors were really bright. And of course, you know, shit like that affects everybody differently. So you don't know how much you might or may or not trip on that. But that's like a 1,050 milligrams or something like that for the three pack. And I think Tanya said that was about 20 bucks for those. So next time we'll probably just eat a whole one a piece and see how that makes us feel. Um, I'll let you know what I find out. But yeah, you can buy these motherfuckers. And um, at the end of that, I'll at the end of the episode or something, I'll try to talk about. Uh, what name we brand we got? Uh, it was this, the one that I that we got that Tanya brought home was the exact same um, one that I saw a review of, which you know I just found the review and that was the first one I clicked on and it happened to be the same th- thing that she had brought home. So, uh, but yeah, um, your waves of terror, <laughs> your fear, you're really fucking afraid of shit like nine eleven. You know, got us really afraid. Then we have like a time of calm and then you get uh each time a wave of fear comes and just ramps it up and then we get a a, you know and then then isolation when we had the covid uh we isolated everyone um apparently these are all fucking (laughs) really nice um stepping stones according to this uh mirlu um of how you get people into uh, a mass psychosis and that's what you need to, um, you know, mass psychosis, meaning shit like the uh, witch hunts and stuff that we had here in Salem and that they had in Europe. I think they said one town in, what was it, Switzerland or somewhere. <coughs> um, they almost didn't have any women left. They fucking burned all the women to death and shit. Um, it's just fucking just insanity. Such a crazy uh, time and how easy it is for us to, uh, what simple-minded creatures we are and how easily we get into a uh, mob mentality. I mean, look at January 6th, that clearly was mob mentality shit. Um, you know, people get ramped up with uh, misinformation. And again, people haven't been taught how to see through the bullshit, man. People aren't taught how to do problem solving. It's like a, just like that kid that can't read cursive. I mean, he can probably read printed writing, but... And those letters don't all look that different. Like I said before, when I talked about that, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty wild. And, and, you know, watching like that, uh, the behavior panel stuff that I watch on YouTube sometimes, you really start to pick up on 
certain things that uh, I mean, I've been really noticing these catchphrases that they say all the time in politics now. All the politicians are using them. It doesn't matter which side of the fucking fence they are on. They'll they'll use these things like "Let me be clear" and what well, Joe Biden always says, "I'm serious, I'm serious." And every time you hear them, they say that they never actually. Uh, they really don't say, you know, anything. They tend to step around shit. I, that I heard the Janet Yellen, um, the secretary, uh, the secretary, treasury, treasury secretary. <laughs> uh, see if I can get that shit spit out this morning. I got a mush mouth over here. Um, mush mouth, by the way. That's hey, hey, hey from Fat Albert. Um, on that show, if y'all, y'all remember that back before we all knew that Cosby was a crazy rapist. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure some people knew, but we didn't all know. We found that shit out way later. I mean, I used to see that some bitch on Captain Kangaroo, fucking Mortimer and shit. If y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about, that's because I'm an old motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm a old motherfucker. Oh, what else do I want to talk shit about? I see these fucking gun commercials on fucking internet talking about uh, a gun is a shield. It's not a fucking shield. A gun isn't a shield. A shield is a shield. A gun is a more badass sword, so don't call it a shield. That's a fucking lie. That's misinformation, goddammit, since we're going to talk shit about misinformation. Don't call a gun a shield. A shield is a shield. Uh, a gun is a badass motherfucking sword. Okay, it's like a magic sword. It's it's the, a sword, but it's a magic sword because you don't have to actually touch the motherfucker with it. You just reach out there and point it at him, and then you touch the other part on it, and then the knife goes out and it stabs the fuck out of motherfucker, and uh, stabs him on both sides, a big hole all the way through, and that's 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 what that is. See, that that that's like what a, a sword does. Stabs a big hole all the way through, and that's what a gun does. See, so like what I'm saying is, don't call a gun a shield. A gun is a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, can you put that together? It's like a witch floats made of wood. And what if a duck floats? And you know, it's that old uh, Monty Python, Holy Grail bit. I love that so much. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else do I want to talk shit about? Um, the Democrats during that whole thing with Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. I mean, goddamn, man. I fucking can't stand that piece of shit, Jim Jordan. I'm not a fucking Republican. But when the Democrats are up there saying stupid kind of shit that the fucking Republicans do and doing the same fucking thing, when they do, they, oh, it's fucking disgusting. It fucking irritates me to no end. And they're when they were calling Matt Taibbi and uh, Schellenberger so-called journalists, um, they talked like they didn't understand what Twitter was, and they were asking like, "Well, did you release that information?" And he's like, "Well, I released everything on Twitter first. All the information that we've talked about here is available on Twitter." And they're like, "Yeah, but did you give it to us?" It's like, we didn't have to fuck. It was there. We didn't. I mean. Oh, it's just uh, it's just so much bullshit, man. And what really blew my mind 
was uh, the Democrat Stacey Plaskett, who was the most intelligent sounding of them all. Um, a couple of those ladies were just hideous. Um, the two white ladies, by the way, they were fucking hideous. The the black lady was way, way smarter sounding, thank God, that um, at least she was, um, you know, sounded reasonable. The other two ladies just sounded completely out of their fucking heads and completely out of touch with the reality. But um, I noticed that Stacey Plaskett, I mean, clearly, if, there, if you want to know that there's rules that go on up there that go across uh, party lines, it doesn't matter uh, who's in charge. Um, look no further than what she she made. She was talking about the money that Elon had gotten from different um, different countries or you know people or whatever you know, investors um, to help with the Twitter buyout. And she's listing off all these different individuals and uh, dollar amounts, like listing out exact dollar amounts that was given uh, to the quote unquote cause, as she called it, because that's what I think one of the Japanese investors called it was a call or or Chinese, Japanese, I don't know, some, some, either it was Chinese, Japanese, Japanese or Chinese investor, I forget his name right off, um, because I didn't really pay much attention to their names. Uh, but she was talking, you know, given names of actual individuals and given um, exact dollar amounts of how much was given until she got to the nephew of the Saudi king, which is how she referred to him. So we're talking about the uh, Saudi nobility, royalty, whatever the fuck it is. And so she just said the nephew of him who gave money, who gave uh, 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 yeah, she did like that. She stuttered, and then she said, "At a much higher amount." So she didn't wasn't allowed to use his actual name or give the actual dollar amount, and or she wouldn't. And I'm saying she didn't because she was told they all know that you're not allowed to speak about the Saudi royal family in any capacity that is negative anytime, anywhere. And it's fucking, that shit blew my mind. I watched it. The first time I watched it, I didn't even pick up on that. But the second time I realized that, oh, when she got to him, she stuttered and made sure, made a point not to say his name or the amount of money that he gave. And that shit was like, wow, man, I caught that the second time. It's amazing the shit you don't catch that just goes right by unnoticed when you're, when they are fucking talking. So I guess we can't speak freely even when we're talking, you know, in a congressional hearing, we can't speak freely in our own nation for fear of, I guess, retribution about gas and oil or money, which I guess, same, same, same. Yeah. What a wild time to be alive, man. It's fucking, it's a trip out there, y'all. And, um, you know, make sure you fucking pay attention because it is just uh, a nonstop, you know, fuck storm of bullshit. A fuck storm of bullshit. That's my, my uh, phrase now, apparently. Tanya really liked that, and it just came out. Organically came out, which was totally organic. It didn't, um, you know. Anyway, it was totally organic. What is something you love doing? The cup is asking me, what is something I love doing? What is something y'all love doing? I don't know. Maybe let me know in the comments what you love to do. 
you know, let me know y'all are real people out there listening to this thing. And um, what is something I love to do? I love doing this podcast. Sometimes I get down on myself and I have to find the courage to come in here and do it again. And, um, you know, it's hard to stay optimistic sometimes. You know, life has a way of beating you down. Um, I love to listen to music. I love to cook. I love to eat. I love to go for a ride on a sunny day in my little yellow car with the fucking top down, man. It's a lot of fun to shift the gears on that little thing on a backcountry road running about 60, 70 miles an hour. Just feel like James Dean, man. Only I ain't got a little Porsche. This little car is probably way faster than that little Porsche he was driving back then. Probably way safer, too. He was driving like a 59 Roadster or some shit, right? I don't know what those drive like, but I assume a lot like a VW Bug. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Um, what else is something I love to do? Um... I don't know, man. That's about it. I love cooking and eating and spending time with my friends. And I uh, loved watching Carolina basketball. This season was hard to watch, I got to say. Uh, bringing it back around to the old Tar Heels season that's fucking collapsed on us this year. Um, You know, I don't know. I love all that shit. I love springtime is coming. I don't like the pollen and the allergies, but I am ready for the warm weather. That's for sure. I was fucking feeling really good there. And that uh, very cold day yesterday, I had to clean out the heater good and, you know, test out my theory about how much fuel was still out there. So we had about 20% on the tank is what it says, Uh, maybe 18%, which is, you know, quite a few gallons of fuel in a 300-gallon tank. Um, But the heater got dirty towards the end of the winter here, and I just... You know, when the heat, the pallet light went out, I just didn't relight it. I just turned it off and all that and let it sit. And um, So I blew it out and cleaned it out good. And you got to stick, a, you know, the kind of shit people like to huff that you clean your computer with. Um, got one of those and I keep that shit hidden from some of my friends. I won't, I won't mention any names, but I've got at least one that likes to hit that thing. <laughs> Goddamn huffer. Um Anyway, cleaned that some bitch up yesterday because the little space heaters just weren't keeping it warm in here yesterday. So I cleaned it out and fired up the big heat. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, had to get the big heat going. So, anyway, love being warm. Don't like being cold. Um, so, I guess everyone does that. Anyways, uh, I hope everybody had a, is uh, going to have a good week this week. I hope your weekend was great. I know uh, it was rough for me being a Tar Heel fan. But for some other my uh, people out there, uh, I don't know if how UConn did. I'm not sure how Mississippi State did. Um, Got to be honest, I watched movies and I watched the fights and um, didn't watch a whole lot of basketball once the Tar Heels were out. I just was like, oh, fuck. It's hard to do, you know. Anyways, love you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, like I said, don't forget to uh, hit the notification bell, subscribe, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And like I said... Um, most of these website or most of these um, podcast episodes have a all contact information at the bottom. We've got a website for um, Tales from the Tar Heel State, your YouTube channel for that Tales from the Tar Heel State. Got a YouTube channel for Big Chris Cooks, and uh, you know, just out there trying to do the damn thing. Big Big Chris Cooks on Twitter, and uh, check me out out there. Anyway, uh, you guys have a great week, and I'll check back in with you later on this week.
and see what's going on. And we'll see what's going on with the um, Silicon Valley Bank. There should be some developments in that today. So we should have something to talk about by the end of the week. Oh, and uh, shout out Duncan Trussell uh, said hello to me on Twitter, which was pretty cool. At least he didn't say hello. He responded when I, uh, he said his bank collapsed. And I said, um, <clears throat> I asked if, he said if our, you know, if we our money was, <laughs> we were worried about our money. And I said, well, hey, man, since I'm a little low on funds since uh, my, our bank collapsed, mind if I crash at your pad in Nashville? And he, <laughs> he responded to that and said that uh, he was renting it out to some Raytheon. <laughs> Uh, execs at the moment, <laughs> which was pretty hilarious. And uh, shout out to Will Duncan. Apparently, him and Duncan Trussell were neighbors when they were kids here in North Carolina, up in the uh, foothills or the mountains of North Carolina. And uh, so I went and saw Duncan at uh, Cat's Cradle one time. Tanya and I did. I was sitting front row, and um, <laughs> he was telling a joke something about everybody knows the real horror of cocaine is when you run out or something to that effect. And uh, I busted out laughing on the front row, and he pointed me. I was like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And uh, that was pretty exciting for me. And so that's the second time I talked to Will Duncan's old buddy, Duncan Trussell. So shout out to all you motherfuckers. All right. Y'all have a great week. Love you. Talk to you later.